Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And uh, I thought we would kick this episode off with a return of our favorite alternative podcast, Bearding Alone with Beards and Bearded Gentlemen, a beer drinking podcast. Ooh, nice. We are we are bearded men. What as I let me let me sit here and stroke my beard while we do this. Yeah, okay. that's a yeah. that's a hmm. You guys very looking very pensive over there, but um, you know, I went to the barber this week, and while I was talking to him, he he gave me this beard fact, which uh, I thought you both would be very interested to know, considering we've talked about the beard brush versus the beard comb. Yeah, and yes. he told me specifically to not use a comb, and because if you use a comb, it will make your beard hairs get all frizzy and like go haywire all all across your face but if you use a brush it'll pull all the hair in together and keep it nice and tight and looking neat and he said the only time that you use a comb is when you are cutting it other than that you should always be using the brush really and granted he's just a he's like a barber who i've never had my beard trimmed from before this is just secondhand knowledge he is a professional so um I you know I I think he has some merit here, but uh, I'm gonna take it to heart. I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna stop combing my beard and start brushing my beard, and we'll see uh, if I notice any different results. Mm, yeah. Now, just so we're clear, a brush is the one that has more of the bristles. Right. That's right, the one right, he says right. to use is the brush, and don't use the comb, which really? is the one with the teeth. Huh. Yeah. But but the comb is supposed to be good for exfoliating your skin. Well, you know, it's funny because it's possible that you heard different things from your barber, and um, I think the only way for me personally to put it to the test is I've been using the comb since I've had this beard. Since I took your advice, bought the bought the pack, got the comb. Now I'm going to stop using it, start using the brush, and I'll see if it works better for me. And then I don't care what anybody says, I'll know what, what's better for my own face. Right, yeah. Now, granted, the guy who told me this thing about the comb was also the guy who sold me the comb. Mm, right. So- that so he true. may have had a vested interest in getting me to buy said comb. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll report that's, back in uh, how they get you in twenty twenty with my results here, and I'll let you know if if brush versus comb makes any difference to my to my face. Yeah, cool. yeah, definitely. Let us know. Like my beard's getting pretty long, so I'd like to know. I'd like to know. Yeah. Sure. Speaking of which, this is the last pod of the of the year and of the decade. I know. It Isn't is that crazy. Oh, yeah. wow, the decade. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So I think we've been doing this podcast for 10 years. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Episode 520. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to unpack in this episode. It's the last It's the last podcast of the, the year, last podcast of the decade. It's episode number 69. Nice. Nice. And it's the day after Christmas. Happy Boxing Day, everybody. There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on. There's a, yeah. there's a lot going on in, in this podcast. <laughs> well, oh, I think man. to tackle all those things, I'm going to need a drink. That makes sense. That tracks. And, you know, last week we did our whole Christmas extravaganza. This this week I wanted to lead right in with um, a New Year's drink for everybody. I think I've said on the podcast before that it's not often I get to make cocktails with champagne because who opens a whole bottle of champagne just for a cocktail? That's fair. Yeah. But I did this week. <laughs> no, I bought a, a little tiny bottle of Prosecco. Um, and I'm drinking on today's podcast a 
classic cocktail known as an airmail. For those astute listeners to Obert's Liquor Cabinet, you will know the three main ingredients in a sour cocktail. Um, Todd- oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, okay. Yep, we're we're in there now. We cleared we cleared <laughs> up that that moonshiner from last week. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in the liquor cabinet. Todd, pop quiz because I know that you do better in liquor trivia than Chris does. Very much so. What are the three types of ingredients you need to make a sour cocktail? Uh, something sour, namely a type of juice from what kind of fruit? A citrus juice. Citrus juice. You got it. Boom. An alcohol. Bingo. And, and the third important component. Sh- ice. Sugar. You were very close. Damn. <laughs> you need a you need a sweet, you need a sour, and you need a booze. Hey, you don't you don't know how I make my sugar or my ice. Maybe I put sugar in it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I would I would cut back on that if so you don't get diabetes. <laughs> I got the diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Um but so an airmail is a sour cocktail. It has lime juice, it has Bacardi rum and it has honey syrup. So those Ooh. are the, the three things that make this a sour cocktail. And it just calls for a splash of champagne to give it that effervescence, to give it that bubbly. Mm. But if you're listening to this on Thursday, you're going to a New Year's party where you know there's going to be some champagne, you want to class up the joint, feel free to bust this out. Nice. Now, what do you do? Do you just put it all in a glass and just mix it together? And Yeah. Important point, and you know, we talked about making syrups before. How I make my honey syrup is I squeeze the honey into a shot glass, I add an equal amount of water, and I put that in the microwave for 10 seconds, and I give it a little stir to dissolve the honey into the water. Um, that's how I do it for a single serving. If you're going to do, if you're going to make a whole batch for, say, a New Year's party, I would get a mason jar, do that, um, mix it up with some boiling water, let that cool down um and it should stay dissolved in there it should be good in your fridge for uh a week or more um i wouldn't keep it in there for too long but a week you should be fine so with that description here we go oh baby glass mm, yeah like a it's, it only it's calls like- for about one ounce of or ounce and a half of rum oh, okay. and half an ounce of lime juice half an ounce of honey syrup and just a tablespoon of champagne i added a little bit more because i bought the little t- whole little bottle so yeah it's just a little bit here and i didn't want it to go get too warm so that's why i jumped in first this week with uh. this with this classic new year's cocktail but um i see a lack of ice in that glass yeah um the if i owned more glassware you would be seeing me drinking this out of a champagne flute because that's how much volume is in my little tiny glass here mm. you shake it over ice because that was your question, Todd, and I'm sorry I didn't answer that sooner. But um, you shake it over ice with everything but the champagne, and then you put the champagne in after because you don't want to shake that. Yeah, I could. I can't imagine shaking champagne. <laughs> but yeah, so you shake it to chill it, and then you serve it up in a champagne glass, or in my case, a little beer tasting glass because I drink beer a lot and end up with these things. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really good. I just had a little sip here, and like a normal. Sour cocktail, a traditional daiquiri, a margarita. Um, it's a really good balance. It's sweeter than most because Bacardi is a, you know, the white rum is pretty sweet in addition to the honey and the champagne. It's it's definitely a sweeter drink. Um, I wouldn't, I think it would be good if you're having hosting your party, make everybody one of these, you know, around midnight. But I wouldn't be drinking these all night long for, you know, it's like you can only have one or two margaritas, 
you know, and then you're like, oh, this is just too sour. It it kind of seems to me like it would. It's more like it seems like it'd be a punch. Like it kind of be like something like that you'd like spoon out at like a party into a glass and drink it like you know a party punch. Oh, for sure. Especially if you were going to try and use a whole bottle of champagne, I think that would be a great a great thing to do with it. But yeah, it's 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 light. It's sweet. It's got that lime juice. It's pretty good. Um, like all Obert cocktails, this gets a five out of five. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't figured out a way to rate cocktails yet, but um, this is a good one. This is one I would make every night if I had some champagne. But uh, should have bought a bigger bottle. That's the problem with champagne is it goes flat. This is like um a one eighty seven milliliter bottle, and it has a screw top, so it doesn't even have a cork, which I thought was kind of funny. Hmm, that's interesting. The recipe calls for a brute champagne, which I think would have been a little better because that's drier. Uh, I use the Prosecco, which is sweeter. But I, it's because I just like oh, – it's just personal preference. Mm. But but it's good. Nice. I also – you know, over – I think a, a good thing that maybe you should buy with some of your leftover Christmas gift cards are those like wine toppers that you can like repump and like seal the bottle back up if in case you Ooh. wanted to – to keep your sham- keep like an actual bottle of champagne or a bottle of Prosecco around to make this whenever you wanted to. Because then it would keep the there carbonation. Maybe that would be a good Yankee swap find. Who knows? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd maybe be one like, I'd be doing a flip off for sure. <laughs> maybe Obert's second favorite co-host should get it for him for Christmas, for New Year's. Chris, I'm so glad that you volunteered to buy that for Obert for, for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say I think my favorite co-host would buy it for me. So we'll see. We'll see <laughs> whose return address is on the box. <laughs> okay. Fair. Well, well, I don't know which one of you two uh, bearded gentlemen wants to go next. It's, you know, you look so similar in this picture. I don't know how how what you have to drink this week, but Chris, go go ahead. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. So I was perusing Total Wine, like I talked about last week, and came across this little number from Samuel Smith's, uh, their Winter Welcome Ale. Wait a second. What What do you have? The Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome Ale. 30th Winter Welcome Anniversary. Ah, Ted's got the same beer. <laughs> Me as well. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so not only do we look similar in the picture, but now we're drinking the same beer. Now Ober's going to have no idea which one is his favorite. I know. Go yeah. Well, just go by beard length. The longer beard is Chris. I don't know okay. about that. Oh, pretty, I do. That's pretty long. No. I could put my bottom of my beard up and into my mouth. It's, yeah, so it's can pretty I. Far. I could do that when I was born. <laughs> Chris is Chris is scratching the inside of his nose with his beard hairs. Well, that's how long it is. You know what? While Chris, <laughs> while you while you sit there and fiddle around with opening up your bottle, I've already poured my beer into my glass. Oh snap! <laughs> so while you're getting ready to to try it, I since we're gonna do a a tandem review now of a beer across state lines. Over, I'm surprised you didn't get on on this. I you know if I had known, I would have gone for it. This is the 2019-2020 Samuel Smith Winter Welcome Ale, uh, brewed at Yorkshire's oldest brewery. Um, on the back, it said that it's uniquely brewed in fermentation, or it's it's fermented in stone yorkshire squares which i don't know what that is but the yorkshire squares provide a full body and the luxurious malt character which will appeal to the broad range of drinkers it is balanced against whole dried fuggle and golden hops with nuances and complexes that should be contemplated before an open fire (laughs) yeah it's uh it's a pretty 
pretty bottle. I will say that. Very festive. Kind of not. I mean, Ted, you're looking at it. You don't need to see it. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's got a lot going on. Definitely screams New Year's. Got a bunch of banners. And Probably why you nature. both got it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It jumped, <laughs> it jumped out at us. So. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious. Do you want to you know, do just double, just go at it, both of us? Cheers. Yeah, cheers. I, by the way, I also bought mine from Total Wine, too. Oh, there you go. It's probably brothers. They're brothers. <laughs> yeah. I'll cheers with you guys, too. All right. I'm getting a lot of puzzled looks over there. I think you should review it each saying one word at a time. <laughs> it's. This beer. No. <laughs> um, ah, it's it's interesting. Um, Th- that is one way I'd describe it. Yeah. I I don't know. I get a lot of fuggle out of it. <laughs> you know, I I think the the Yorkshire stones really really bring this beer together. Yeah. Oh, man, it tastes like something I've had before. I'd say it's very refreshing. Yeah, I mean it's it's nice and light. It there you can see right through it. It's pretty pretty low SRM, right? Low SRM, yeah. Yeah, low um, SRM. But I don't know, there's something about it. It's like a little a little something for me and I'm trying to pinpoint it is it sour is it off is it bad no. flavored no it tastes like an ale i mean yeah if i was does. sitting if i was sitting at samuel smith's i would imagine that it's an old brewery probably underground kind of looks like a cave on the inside and i'd probably be holding like a stein as i was drinking it. that's that's how i feel like i should be drinking this beer yeah i don't know what it is about their bottles but that's exactly what i think of too when i look at them <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's just. It's. It's good. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's not my. It's not my favorite. It almost tastes like a. Maybe it is, and I just missed it. It tastes like it's like a red ale of sorts. I think that's what I'm getting. I could. I could see that. Yeah. Um. It doesn't say it necessarily, but yeah. I. I just. I get that. Like. I don't know. Weird. Almost. I mean, it, it is very red. Mm. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what's throwing me off a little bit. It's just that. I mean, it's just like your standard red ale. There's nothing really crazy about it, but it's not bad. Just not my cup of tea. I want to know what a fuggle is. It sounded like it was a type of hop. It is a type of hop. It's really? A dev- yeah, it's an English style. It's an English style hop. Oh, okay. Anyways, cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a red ale. It's got, I mean, I got a slight bit of bitterness to it, but nothing too crazy. Nothing, nothing nuts. Yeah, uh, you can definitely taste like the dark malts in it, and yeah. obviously, you know it's it is a winter ale, so it's brewed to be a little bit darker. I get a lot of earthy tones out of it too. I don't know about you, Chris, but you know, I definitely it definitely tastes a little like dirt. <laughs> I think that, that a that's little. a common fuggles. You get that earthy flavor. Yeah, it yeah. So, but not a bad beer. Um, I'll go first with rating it. I guess. Um, Do we want to say it at the same I, time? Okay. Over right. count us in. Okay. Three two five. Three point two five. Nice. Do we do we do the same? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's it's good. Um I guess I'm glad I'm having it. I'm I'm glad it's here. Yeah, I but, mean I'm I'm glad that we were that I'm actually really happy now that because we got the tandem review of beer that I know, right? was completely unexpected. <laughs> Just by accident, yeah. Um we we had to know that that was going to happen at some point. I don't know. With all the beers, it's like pretty well. I guess since we were narrowing it down to like trying to be like New Year's Eve, then it kind of makes sense. But yeah, overall a solid beer. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris, what do you think Untapped rated this? I'm gonna say it's a three point four six. I'm gonna. Say what are you thinking, Todd? Three point three seven. Chris, you're pretty close. It's three point five two. 
Nice. <laughs> that was my second guess, to be honest. So, as everybody remembers, uh, this year we set some new beers resolutions for ourselves. Oh, yeah. That, way, that we did. Yeah. Way long ago. I think I kind of forced them on us, but uh, <laughs> we did. We did set them probably fifty-two episodes ago. That was right. that was two. Ha- that was like two living spaces ago for me. R- yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. You've had a busy year. <laughs> yeah. You so, know, only, only got married, bought a house. You know, moved yeah. twice. Yeah. You had a you had a big year. Twenty nineteen was the year of the tud. Got a got um, a pet. Got a pet. There you go. So I'm just curious if you could remind us what your new beer's resolution was. And if how close you are with uh, what five days left? Is that what we decided? Four or no five 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 yeah. days left. So yeah. and we'll go from there. So my new beer's resolution was forced upon me by Obert, where uh, I had to stop buying beer to lower down my amount of beer in my household. I think I broke even. Um, I don't think I have any less or any more beer in my house than I did to start the year. If anything, I'm <laughs> I'm slight. I'm down maybe like one or two cans. Okay, because okay. I think the the official new beers resolution was to drink two for every one you bring in the house. Yeah, I probably did that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I pro- right. no, because that would mean that you have had you had over 365 extra beers last year, or no, you had for every beer you brought in, you drank two. So you would have had to had a whole year's worth of extra beers that you drank up. Oh, so then yeah, I failed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you end up with the same amount of beer as before. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I I lost. Oh well. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, do you feel good about about how much you you made through your beer backlog? Um. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I replenished. I got rid of a lot of old beer, and by got rid of, I mean drank it or gave it to people. Um. And now I have a lot a lot of newer beer. So I guess I guess that's a bonus. New year, new beer. New year, new beer. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well. My, me and Chris had similar goals. Ours were both to check in so many un, untapped. And like a familiar New Year's resolution thing, I started the year really strong and then I fell off a little bit. Um, I wasn't sure how close I was going to get. My goal was 365 check-ins. Mm. Um, Chris, what was your goal? Mine was 650 check-ins. Yeah. So. But uh, I only got to 281 this year. So fortunately... There's five days left. Right. So so I only really need 80 more beers in five days. I th- guys, I might not be on pace, but I think I could do it. <laughs> well, I mean, a, well-placed, a well-placed beer festival will be. <laughs> yeah. You're also in Connecticut and or New Jersey. I don't know where you are at this point. So there's got to be some new beer here in the Northeast that you haven't had yet. Yeah, there you go. And the the sad thing is, like, I know for a fact that I had at least 80 beers this year that I didn't check in, uh, including many I rated on this episode. (laughs) I mean, on the (laughs) show. But, yeah, I uh, didn't quite make it. How how did you... So we're 0 for 2. Chris, please please redeem us. Uh, Nope. Clean sweep of the podcast. Uh, (laughs) uh, So as Obert alluded to, I was aiming for 650 check-ins. I am sitting at 579. Oh, you can do this. I'm 76 away, so me and Obert's got to team up. There we go. (laughs) The last six days, just buy 80 beers and split them. Well, (laughs) if you think about it, you just got to go to a whole bunch of different breweries and get a flight, because that usually comes with four beers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just got to do that 20 times in the last six days of the year. That's that's not that's not bad. Yeah, that's five no, a day. Well, I mean, it's not bad. Um, 
it's still better than last year, I think, for me. I think I just I barely broke five hundred last year, I think. So um I'm I'm pleased by it, but I'd like to hit the the big six hundred next year. That would be cool. Well, this is what I'm thinking, guys. So we we didn't do so hot with our check in with our with our individual new beers resolutions. But I'm proposing we do a podcast new beers resolution next year. Okay. And we get to a thousand check-ins between the three of us. Or is that too low? That's too low. I okay. think me and Tud are over a thousand this year. <laughs> well, it's achievable. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so maybe a thousand's too low. Um is there a different a different new beer resolution we could do? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred between the three of us. I really gotta step up my check in. That's five hundred a year. Yeah, should... I don't I don't do five hundred a year. That's a minimum. I've I haven't hit less than five hundred a year. <laughs> All right. I did six I had six thirteen this year. All right. So we were pretty close even this year. Because I was five seventy six, six thirteen, and you were two eighty one. Two eighty one. So we were we were right there. Yeah. And we kinda. got six days left. We got plenty of time. That's true. We have eighty each between the three of us. Okay, so so we're on team fifteen hundred. Team next fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred and twenty twenty. Because two thousand twenty beers would be too many next year. <laughs> <laughs> we could strive only, for it. <laughs> we could. We could. Um yeah, so uh, but yeah, that was that was fun. I'm excited for the new podcast goal as well as I think we should just like try and get more listeners that's another good one so okay everybody tell your friends like that goal everybody yeah. your new beers resolution is to tell a hundred people about our podcast and have yeah. them listen every week yes we that should definitely be a we we have to give our listeners a new beers resolution right and that is their <laughs> resolution to us yeah exactly that's fair they yeah. can't get out of this scot-free if we're all putting in the hard equity of drinking a lot of beer right so you know for them but <laughs> you know yeah if, if Stephen King wrote in his his next book that people should listen to Drinking Alone with Friends, we'd have all those listeners. That's true. Yeah. Stephen King. Can, St- Stephen King, shout us out, acknowledgments, front page, next book. <laughs> you can even put in there how you showed up at Ted's house and it was the best night of his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I had, a, I had a segment I thought we, we could do, which I thought might be kind of fun. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I'm calling this segment... 2019 beers in review okay and i wanted to highlight some of our individual highest check-ins um we've had that maybe didn't quite make it on the podcast or we just wanted to bring back up and um just highlighting some of our favorite beers from the year so i figured i would start being you know give you guys time to pull up your untapped ratings here but the some of the best beers i had this year um i think i talked about each of them on the podcast but what number one was Stunner for the win from Beard. Mm. Number two was well, they they're they're all four these two are four seven fives, and that's an abyss of human experience from Burial. Oh, that's an amazing one. Yeah. Those both got four seven fives from me. And then another one I wanted to highlight was a way the Wave Racer two from Little House Brewing Company. Um I told you guys how I had an amazing time there. That also got a four and a half from me. So those were my highest rated beers of the year that I wanted to just bring back up on the pod. And I'm actually getting pretty thirsty, wishing I had one of those in front of me. <laughs> uh, my highest rated beer of the year, I only had one 4.75 the entire year. And it was 
double dry hopped all green everything by other half. Um, I believe I also brought that on the pod. Yeah, you did. That's an amazing beer. Uh, by far my favorite beer of the year. Um, other ones that I had that that deserve to be highlighted is Move the Needle by Coles Road Brewing Company, which is a, a brewery that's opening up in Cromwell, Connecticut. It still hasn't opened yet. You know, hoping that it will open sometime in 2020. That way, I can get on over there and and bring some beer to the pod. Uh, Canes by Kent Falls Brewing Company, which is an American Wild Ale. I gave a four and a half as well. And then the the last one I'll highlight from this, you know, I'm going to highlight two other ones. Blackberry Super Duper Soak by Trillium was fantastic. Mm. And then the White Angel 2019 from Wicked Weed. That's the oh, beer that's that, really that Grady bought for uh, for us to share the day after, the, the last day of my bachelor party. And we yep. sat in the brewery and drank it. Um, yep. That beer was fantastic. Yeah, I actually just drank one of those on Thanksgiving with my friend Jen. So uh, definitely, definitely an awesome beer. So Chris, how about you? So I actually uh, checked in a couple 475s this year. Um, the first of which uh, was uh, a Witch Meadow from Fox Farm that I was been that I'd been saving since 2017. So that's the first batch that they made. Uh, so that I rated a 475. Originally, I rated it a five. So I don't know if I just evolved as a person or if it evolved as a beer. <laughs> so another one was already mentioned, uh, Burial Beer Company's An Abyss of Human Experience. Um, so that's a four seven five. That that beer is just phenomenal, just so good. Idle for None, also by Burial Beer Company. Uh, I don't remember this one, but apparently I really liked it. It's a fourteen percent uh, Imperial Stout. So wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I got that. I must have gotten that one of the times I went up to Asheville. I just I don't necessarily remember it, hmm. um, which is good or bad, as you know, however you take it. <laughs> well, I see the common thread in a lot of our of our beer ratings, and it's like. You're kind of both impressed by both the brewery and the beer. Really seems like what elevates us up to that 475 level. And mm. uh, hopefully one of us checks in a 5.0 next year. I know it won't be Todd because he's never going to have a 5.0 again, sadly for him. Um, he thinks <laughs> there can always be better beer. Um, right. But maybe me or you, Chris, will find that perfect beer this year. I hope so. Um, yeah. And if and we do, listeners will tell you all about it. Absolutely. And I did have one more 475. So I had four on the year. And this was, uh, it's called Dank Mofo from our friends down at Fourth Creek Brewing Company here in Statesville. It's a triple IPA, 10.6% alcohol. And I remember drinking it. Um, it's 111 IBUs. So like, you got to imagine wow. this is a, this is a beer made for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's like right up your alley. So I remember drinking it and I was like, this is one of the best triple IPAs I've had in a long time. And then a couple of weeks later I had the abyss of human experience and you know, whatever, but it is what it is, <laughs> but they I mean, I tell you, they do some good stuff down there. They're all, they're awesome folks. So cool. Well, that's our 2019 review. Um, if if you had a beer that you think could be our 5.0, either email us or just send it to us, and um, right, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you guys want to take the beer challenge and uh, you know, send me whatever beer you have that you think I might rate a five, I'll, I'll gladly accept that with open <laughs> arms. Tud's beer, beer challenge. <laughs> that's that's another. Uh, New beers resolution for our for our listeners is try and find <laughs> make a, Tud write a beer of five. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Tud's like, oh, it's four nine nine. Not quite there. Right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, folks. I'll have to go back in the catalog, but I think um, uh, Brandon, one of our longtime listeners, um, rated. He sent in an apple beer 
in response to Tud um, a while ago being like, there are no apple beers that he said, I think he rated a five. I'd have to double check, but. Oh, that'd um, be cool. How come I was never told about this? We'll have to search that one out. It's just, it's the shared Instagram that we all have. So (laughs) it wasn't our secret email. So (laughs) no. Oh, (laughs) that's, that's, that's. Then I have like no excuse. Yeah, no, no excuse. Everybody's favorite segment's back. Um, It's face your beers. Face your beers. That's right. Well, and th- this one's a little different. It's face your hard seltzers. Um, <laughs> doesn't doesn't come off the tongue as well. But I was going through my local Aldi, and uh, Aldi sells alcohol down here, which is pretty cool. Hmm. I mean, we've I- talked about it on the pod. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yes, we have. And they have uh, Vista Bay hard seltzer, which I think is like just like a knockoff brand of like a. Yeah, that can looks like something that you would see in a part in a movie where they're like, "This is legally not White Claw." <laughs> so, so legally distinct from White Claw. So not to be confused with White Claw, there are laws right. when you're drinking this beer or this. And like, this if you right. if you notice, it's an eight point five ounce can, so it's like super small. <laughs> Everything about it is just like supposed to be White Claw, but just isn't quite White Claw. But it's like Red Bull can sized. Right, exactly. So Vista Bay Hard Seltzers, they have a coconut mango flavor. This was in a mix pack. And for the long-time listeners, uh, I hate everything coconut for the most part. So um thought it would be fun to kind of get like a live reaction of what, number one, a knockoff White Claw that is small, and also what coconut mango might taste like. I'm hoping the mango just overpowers the coconut, but knowing me, I'm going to be able to pull out anything. So I have a feeling... Um, I'm getting a, tud, a, a small Tud Cleo moment, and this is going to smell like suntan lotion and going to taste like what you think suntan lotion tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to taste like suntan lotion. Yeah. Well, I think so. I was worried that this was going to be like just a plain old spiked seltzer that you were like, oh, I don't know. But I, I'm glad that I found out it's coconut flavored. So <laughs> it is a true, it's a true face your beers. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I wouldn't, if it was just like, oh, lime seltzer, let's see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have done that to you, but, um, so let's see, let's see how it is. Hopefully it's not as bad as I th- I'm thinking, but we never know. I mean, it smells kind of mango-y, so. Oh, Ooh, so it doesn't okay. smell like suntan lotion. No, I don't think so, unless it's like mango-flavored suntan lotion, but. Is it flavored is that, yeah, at that yeah, point? Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> what am I basting myself with? All right, I love how the can looks like it's like in the hand of a giant. <laughs> Monster. You should take a picture of that just for the Instagram because the can is so funny. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's not mango. No. <laughs> no. Um, there is some mango, but when you don't like coconut, the only thing you pull from anything is coconut. I think <laughs> like, that's, that's fair of almost anything that you don't like. If it's in there a yeah. little bit, it overwhelms yeah. everything. It's just like, oh, <laughs> your your I, I mean, your lack of enjoyment makes me happy. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's it's not something I would ever drink again. I will say, I it, it. I'll give it credit here. It doesn't taste like fake coconut. It might be okay. like you know. I'm just gonna give it that. But other than that, it's just it's. It I, tastes I guess, like the real thing you don't like, and a fake imitation of the thing you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, 
but secretly I, there's coconut flakes floating in it. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, this was manufactured and Canada manufactured by uh someplace in Kues, Germany. Hmm. So that's how you know. Oh yeah, Germany. Aldi. That makes sense. So <laughs> does make sense. Ugh. <laughs> Damn it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so not good. I mean, I get it's it's like a like a sweet like a it has a hint of mango, but I just get like straight up coconut and it's just not anything not anything. So here's the important question. Are we yeah. rating this on the seltzer scale or the untapped scale? Um I don't know what the un I don't know what the, I don't remember what the seltzer scale is. Zero to a hundred. Oh, zero to a hundred, right. Or zero is water. <laughs> and and a hundred is soda or something. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um I'm gonna give this on untapped, I'm gonna give it like a one. Um it's not the worst thing I've ever had. That was the chilada. And I have three more, so I'm going to have to power them down. But Dana won't drink them? Oh, maybe she will drink them. Maybe I can pawn them off on her. But I would just go get um, a big glass right now and pour all three in a glass and just chug and away. Just chug them. Just chug them. Well, it sounds like, too, when you have family coming into town, or maybe your family that's currently around you right behind what we see in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with with, with drink family. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Maybe I'll... Maybe I'll Keep them in the fridge. Uh, there'll be backup reserves. Somebody be like, hey, do you have anything I can drink? Insult. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You have to start with these two cans. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, on, on, so on the untapped scale, I'll give it a one. On the seltzer scale, I'll give it a 13. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but just quick little facey beers. I wanted to share my disjoyment with uh, everybody everybody here. It's so It's the final face your beers of the decade. I know. We yeah. got to do mo- these more regularly. They're pretty yeah. fun. And we've we've expanded well beyond beers at this point. We've had candy, we've had peppermint schnapps. Yeah. Yep. Um still haven't done a Shopper Hoffer grapefruit. We're saving that one nope. for episode 100. I refuse it's coming up. I refuse to waste my money and buy that thing. Okay, well, you either you can buy the size that you want or we can give it to you. So, <laughs> you know what? I'll leave it at that. I'm just going to wait for you to give it to me because I don't think you will. Okay. Get a gallon jug in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an old milk container that I have uh, filled and, and duct taped the, the top onto. <laughs> <laughs> Shop or hopper grapefruit. He didn't even rinse it out. It's milk. <laughs> milk residue still in it. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. That's gonna be that's gonna be big and watch. It's gonna be like not that bad. It's gonna be Yeah, so we're gonna... we're really building it up here. But, yeah, I know. Uh... Only a hundred episodes in the making. Two years worth of episodes. Oh lord. So but we're getting close. Thirty thirty one episodes left. By the way, just want to throw this in there right now. This is episode sixty nine. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and so for one final time in the twenty teens, let's pull down that frosty mug of wisdom, fill it up with our advice, our our life hacks, our year-end, decade-ending, things that we like, things that we think you would like, things that we might not like but want to talk about them as a movie anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's time for our, our Frosty Mug of Wisdom. I don't like the fact that you take shots at me. You know, well, all my, okay, I'm gonna all go, my handles I'm gonna you don't like. Uh, you know what? I, I think p- Shiny Breeding was also pretty lame. I no, think. that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. At least I'm not solely singled out anymore. Okay, well, well 
I'm going to let you guys choose which handle I give today. Is it going to be a movie that I thought was just okay or a four-year-old video game? A movie that you thought was just okay. So we can shit on YouTube. Okay. Um, This weekend, I watched a movie called The Invitation. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It has a 6.6 on IMDb and a A 6.6? Yeah. It's uh, got an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 74% on Metacritic. And it's a psychological thriller genre, um, which I'm I'm a big fan of. I like Hitchcock classics. I saw this movie and I thought it brought some really fun things to the genre. I think the best psychological thrillers are the ones where you're like, the whole movie is set up where you're like, is the person crazy or are they right? You know? And there's like a mm. lot of false, like, like, like it's set up like, Oh no, they were like, they weren't crazy at all. And there's a perfectly rational explanation. Then it's like, Oh, shocking twist. They were right the whole time. <laughs> um, this movie, I think it's like an hour and 40 minutes long. And the first hour and 15 minutes, I was right there along with it. I'm like, oh, I really like this movie. And then, uh, the last 30 minutes, it just like totally fell apart. The story didn't come together. I'm like, man, I really thought you had some, some fun, unique perspectives on this genre. You know, it's about uh, a divorced couple that that separated each other because their child died. And I thought that, like, bringing that trauma in was, like, a unique perspective to this. Um, but without giving too much away, I was just, like, at the end, like, it just didn't – it didn't wrap up in a way that I that I felt satisfied with. And I'm like, you know, come on. So, can I combine a, a frosty handle with a – Tud Cranky segment, because I think that's what I just did. (laughs) (laughs) If you like psychological thrillers and also bad movies, watch this movie and then complain about it with your friends. But but if you like just (laughs) one of them, don't. Yeah. Unless the one of them is just bad movies, then you can still watch it. (laughs) But if you like good psychological thrillers, stay away. And what was the name of the movie again? It was called The Invitation. And the the premise, real quick without getting too much into it, is the ex-wife hosts a dinner party and um the you know the the ex-husband has to come with his new girlfriend and there's like a lot of dramatic tension there between the exes and then it's revealed why they're really there and uh it gets creepy Mm, Hmm. interesting so there's my bad movie handle (laughs) jason right in jason let us know if you've seen the invitation and if you would give it a 6.6 out of 10, <laughs> <laughs> which is about about what I would give it. I think IMDb is on the money there. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna hand the, the last handle of his decade over to Todd here. Why don't you finish your decade of handles out strong here? Sure. So I'm going to give you guys an option. Do you want me to talk about a TV show or a YouTube video? I like the options. I think we've done a lot of TV shows. I kind of want to hear this this YouTube option. Okay. So, y'all thought we were going to make it through the final episode of the decade and not talk about the biggest movie of the year, which is Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. So, rather than give away the ending of the movie because, you know, we don't want to do that. And obviously, we, we know it's sold out everywhere and nobody's been able to see it because all the tickets have been stolen by people. Right. Oh. I, I keep seeing those news stories about how they're like screening the movie to empty theaters and it's like all the big controversy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. You know, huge and controversial. Um, no. So I, my handle this week is a YouTube video of the band Breaking Benjamin playing the Imperial March and uh, the lead singer of the band actually plays the drums while 
while the rest of the band plays you know the rest of the, the song but it's a really cool rendition of the song it's about a seven minute long video we'll post it in the comments or we'll post it in the in the description so that way people can go watch it uh just something really cool to get you in the in the mood for uh star wars right before you head into the movie theater to go see rise of the skywalker I like that. That's a good handle. And I was about to ask you, like, what's a life situation you would find yourself in where, like, this would be appropriate theme music? But before I could even ask, you're like, on the car ride over, man. You got to play it. Get pumped. Yeah. Car ride over, car ride home from the movie theater. I mean, listen to it all over the place. You know, while you're you're walking through your house in your Darth Vader gear, I mean, why not listen to the Breaking Benjamin version instead? Yeah. I think it would be, like, also great entrance music if you were, like sports team or wrestler or just like someone who likes to walk into your own intro intro music to parties um this is a good option for you (laughs) that's what chris plays when he walks into the house yeah those are the options yeah (laughs) yeah yeah cg gets really excited every time he hears the imperial march (laughs) (laughs) and so with that i'm gonna hand the handle over to chris all right so i'd like to tell you guys about an app that i stumbled across with help i think a long time ago with help from friend of the pod slash co-host of the pod dan i think i heard it from him first but it's called raise have you guys heard of this before never r-a-i-s-e raise like find you out just what you raise. to me r-a-i-s-e r-a-i-s-e-e <laughs> yep that's it <laughs> um yeah it's ra- raise like you just spelt it like give me a raise and it's actually like a place that you can buy or sell gift cards. Okay. So yeah, you know, day after Christmas, you have all these gift cards to uh, Home Depot. Bed, Beth, <laughs> Home Depot. And let's say you only <laughs> shop at Lowe's. Yeah. I don't know. Hypothetical. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so you have all these gift cards to Home Depot and uh, you want to get some cash for them. You can load them up onto Ray's and... Um, they'll actually kind of handle the selling of them. Now, generally, you sell them for less than what they're worth, but you could also go on and buy gift cards. So um, if you're making a big purchase, like say you want to buy, uh, I don't know, a refrigerator at Lowe's or whatever, and you know you're going to spend $1,000, you can go online and potentially save up to, I've seen some from like 10, 15% off. So you know, you'd pay I mean, eighty-five bucks for a hundred-dollar gift card or something like that. There's one currently right now on Raise. I'm looking at the website as you're talking. Fifty point three percent off for what? There you go. A gift card so, to Sapore Restaurante Italiano. There you go. So if you're a big fan of that restaurant, I heard they they only got a six point six out of ten. So I would <laughs> or thirty point four percent off of Nutrisystem. There you go. So, you know, for nice. that, those New Year's resolutions where you want to lose some weight, 30% off right now. <laughs> Chili, like Chili's, you can, like a $25 gift card to Chili's, you can buy for $19.83. So, you know, save yourself a couple bucks. Um, it's pretty neat. Um, I'm not saying I use this every day, but I definitely, if I am if I know I'm going away, if I know I'm going to be buying something from Best Buy or Amazon or something like that, uh, I try and go on there and save a little bit of extra cash. So, um, it's uh, the app is called Raise. Uh, you can get it on your phone and just check it out every once in a while. And I, I would definitely suspect that at least one of our listeners got a gift card to a place they never go to. And they're like, oh, thanks, mom. The nearest Olive Garden is in Missoula. And I'm not <laughs> driving two and a half hours to go to Olive Garden. But, uh, you know, this could help you out. If you got a yeah. gift card that you know is going to just collect dust. Yeah, I think we've had a gift card for Hooters for like, I don't know. 
three years or something like that. Like <laughs> someone just someone got Dana a gift card to Hooters, and I was like, man, I missed the mark on that one. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you if you really like Sapore Restaurante Italiano, right now fifty percent off, fifty dollar gift card for twenty five bucks. How can you go wrong? And so with that, uh, we'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beer. Um, I'll go first and thank Samuel Smith for their winter welcome ale. Hey, Chris, who are you thinking? Uh, I would also like to thank Samuel Smith for their wilt- winter welcome ale. Um, I don't I don't have anyone in particular to thank. I guess the Lamarca Prosecco brand that I bought. I like I like them. Lamarca is good, good stuff. Uh, please make sure you're going on to social media and following us at uh, DAWF Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped. Uh, hashtag follow the email DAWF Podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're sending your general thoughts over there. Uh, even like what you had for breakfast. We'd love to hear that too. Um, Obert definitely wants to hear that. He wants to know what you guys are eating in the morning. You know, also send over your new beers resolutions if you guys are making some new beers resolutions. So that way we have those too and we'll read them live on the pod when we come back in the new year. And I, I want to hear I want to hear people's best beer of the year. I want to hear best beer of 2019. It's a great put one. Put that in your put that in the subject. Don't even tell us no context just say like like triple sunshine and then write your email under that. Yeah, also make sure you're going to uh go on our Instagram and leave a comment there too about what your best beer of the year was too. That way we can get some discussion going there. Make sure you're going on to iTunes and giving us a five-star rating and leaving a comment. It really helps us find new people when you guys do that. So make sure you're doing that too. Make sure you're heading over to Patreon and subscribing for as little as $1. You get to listen to all the extra content that we put up there. Uh, you can also spend like you know $14 trillion a month if you'd like to. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Patreon hopefully will be a little bit more well taken care of coming up soon because I'm actually switching my work schedule. So I'll have a lot more free time. Woo-hoo. So look forward to more Patreon content. Thank you for our patrons right now for dealing with us. But <laughs> yeah, more content coming very soon. And so with that, for the final time of 2019 and for the final time of the decade, my name is Tud. My name's Chris. My name's Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy uh, Roaring Twenties. Ooh. Is there going to be Prohibition? Uh, oh, better not be. Let's be bad news for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> now we know so many. That's true. I got to act. We already have a podcast. <laughs>